0: Hey. Hello, hello, and welcome to another installment of a Daily Judgment type of show. I'm your host, Lonnie, and welcome to another installment of uh, Who Raised You Hoes podcast, a weekly podcast that judges you in your ho ish ways. <laughs> um, also, we deal with pop culture, LGBTQ culture. And all that other good stuff. I'm Lonnie, and I'm actually sitting here with this week with not one guest but two. So, in regular fashion, I'm not going to
1: introduce them,
0: I'm going to let the both of them introduce themselves.
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Marlon.
2: What's going on, everyone? I'm Tamel Dontrail. <laughs> <part!
0: laughs> <laughs> And I have a shit show for all of you today. Um, First and foremost, I want to shout out the millennials for going out to the polls and working them, and not just for taking off your clothes, actually voting for your local representatives, (laughs) (laughs) and y'all made quite an impact this time around, Um, except the southern states. Y'all just find a new way Mm. to disappoint this and it is not the young ones;
3: it's the old Southern.
0: Ones. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I want to congratulate Stacey Abrams for not backing down and actually making sure that every vote counts. Right. Yes. As well as um, Andrew um, Gillian. He actually consented for um at first. Um, backed out of the race once it was like neck and neck just about, mm-hmm. and then he decided to renege and actually ensure that every vote counted because he saw, it was on Twitter, I think, it was a picture and it had nothing but like mail buckets Mm -hmm. full of ballots that were not counted yet. And mind you, the race was neck and neck. So it was like, if you back down now, you could have won and you'll never know. Mm -hmm. True but but there were some people who was having issues
2: trying to cast their
0: vote. Especially in New York. A lot of complaints came from New York. Um, I sashayed down to the pole early in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> i one of the first people there. On mm. that <laughs> rainy morning. <How laughs> on that rainy morning, I was yes. one of the first people there. I was standing in line like I was waiting on some food stamps. Child. I
2: was there. <laughs> right, you got some? You want to go <laughs> go to the I got you! <laughs> oh, okay.
0: oh, gosh. Um, y'all just y'all showed up and showed out. I'm not even going to get into logistics. Just know y'all showed out. Um, and I'm glad some of y'all didn't listen to the hypocrites that were all over social media about, well, people and their feelings about it and feeling all types of ways. In realistic terms, to be honest with you, the midterms is more crucial to me than the presidential election because these are the people that can say no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So while we deal with, um, how do I say this creatively? Um. The toddler in the corner with the phone always on Twitter. I'll say that. (laughs) The toddler in the corner always on the phone on Twitter. It it is. It is. You know, Um, I'll say that instead of this. Actually, today as we record, it's actually Veterans Day too. You know that, right? It is. Yes. So if you serve, thank you for your service. Um, Though some of y'all may want to give them a different type of service, I mean, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) different type (laughs) service. If if they want to, I mean, that is serve those in service. (laughs) (laughs) Always serve those in service. (laughs) They should go (laughs) (laughs) fast. So, um. Actually, today, when I do my um, the timeline, it's going to be a little interesting this week. Um, I'm looking right now for some topics that I wanted to say to talk about. Um, I'm going to keep it brief. Honestly, I'm going to have to find a creative way to do the timeline. Um, I'm gonna, I know what ratchetness I want to start with first, because I'm going to judge the hell out of her real quick. Oh. Um, so Kiki Wyatt um, has remarried. Um, uh, she remarried. Supposedly, it's her high school sweetheart. Um, yeah, I'm confused all over this because Kiki White has nine children from her from her ex husband Michael Jamar. If you don't remember the story, um, around this, I want to say about a year or so ago, it might have been closer to two. Hmm. Um, Kiki was dealing with what find out that one of her children had cancer. Um, hmm. and in the midst of her finding out. That her child had cancer. She was pregnant with child number nine, and Michael announced to her that she want, that he wanted a divorce. In the midst of everything that was going on, mind you, hormonal, you got a child that's sick with cancer, and now your husband wants a divorce nine kids later. Now, my question is, who is watching these kids? <laughs> where did you find time to date with nine kids? I don't
1: know.
0: You found times, and then the part that really creeps me out, to be brutally honest with everybody, is the fact that her husband looks like her twin brother. Wait, the, the new one or the old The new one looks like Kiever. Like, did you yeah, yeah. have you seen a picture of Kiever? Uh, no, no, you don't. I, don't even okay, I have to show person. you. Right. right. <laughs> I have to show you a picture of Kiever because Kiever is, like, I, I, I promise you, I would go to Atlanta and find Kiever and just... I just, I'm not going to say on air. <laughs> so, uh, this is a picture of Kiki and her husband. Her new husband at that. Oh. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: they do look like they could be related. They look yeah. like they could be
0: related. Wow. So, also, you, um, Michael was sleeping <clears throat> with one of her backup singers who just so happened to be somebody from American Idol named Harris Bennett.
1: Ooh. I um, don't Harris, as in Harris. 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 Oh, I Harris. You said Harris. No, 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 no,
0: no. <laughs> y'all think in other ways. I promise you, it's the link. <laughs> I didn't even catch it
3: to the, <laughs> <laughs> the-, <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> I promise y'all.
0: i had Because I was like,
1: wait, Harris. Uh, oh, gosh. That's oh. the reason why he wanted to
2: do it.
3: Okay. Okay. okay.
2: All right. I can't have the right Okay. 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 Uh, okay. So we can't even say allegedly, you
0: know. It's Listen, allegedly, 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 in my T.S. Madison's voice, allegedly. Right. I need her to allegedly tie her twos. We don't need no more kids.
2: Like them, burn them at the ends, bury them in the graveyard. Get a hysterectomy, girl. Get a hysterectomy. Now, why? Okay, I'm playing devil's advocate. Why should she tie her twos? Because you have nine children, I understand the Lord said, "Be fruitful and
0: multiply." But damn, you multiply! That's big.
1: Like that, she fertile like Myrtle. I mean, Guess yeah. she can. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, this boyson. Boy, <laughs> oh, stop! Yeah.
0: Oh God! Uh, first of all, congratulations to Missy Elliott. She has become the first female rapper nominated for the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Yes. Listen for me, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. While y'all were running around beefing about one person that just sounds like she is on a snorting coke high just about every other week on Ooh. Queen Radio, Ooh. and really? comparing her to an artist that people actually like, my fave from my childhood, okay, uh-huh. is nominated for the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Do you not understand that if she is inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, she only sits beside two other rappers, Jay Z and Jermaine Dupree. That's it? That's, it. That's, wow. it. That's it. And she's the only woman, the That's only the female good. rapper that has been honored to even be nominated for the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Y'all do not understand that she, how much music she actually has written. Yeah. She's written and
1: produced for a lot of people. A lot of people. This is why she's nominated. And not just like, just like multiple genres, everything. It's well-deserved. Like, if she don't get it, I'm raising hell.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm raising hell because like she's just been Missy been doing it forever and like in 25 years, yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah, forever yeah. in 25, 25 years. years. Missy been
0: snapping. Listen, you have to remember, Missy was sitting here putting out hits while we was still in high school, not yeah. in high school, like elementary school, school, middle school, school. Yeah. right? So it's like it's only
1: right. It, it's, it's, all right. Oh. it's all
3: right. It's all right. Oh, it's all right. It's all right.
1: <laughs> I think, wait, no. So Super Duper Fly came out, what year? Ooh, oh, wait, I can do my research on that one. Hold on. <laughs> because I feel, like I, I feel like I was still in grammar school. No, give me the year. I was about, I about to say, year. you may I, not I, I want to say that all. What year? Nine. No, I'm a child. What year? I graduated in high school 2000. Okay, see, I was. Oh, oh, okay.
0: So, so Super Duper Fly came out in 97. So my, my freshman year. Well, yes. maybe my sophomore, depending so. on what time of the year it was. Yeah, it doesn't give the exact date from um, that Music, but it says 97. Okay. So, Missy has been slaying edges and wigs and all those different things, and then for Halloween, she was herself. herself. Uh-huh. I'm like, that is the most innovative Listen. thing I have ever seen. Listen. She recreated the look for Superfly every
1: that was like uh, the cockiest shit I've ever seen in my life, and because she's so humble, it tickled me even more. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt like Missy was just in the crib, like, you know, I don't even like have an outfit. I didn't go buy one, so let me just recreate one of my most iconic looks mm-hmm. and yes. then just be myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand I, I, you. I, you know then, what? Then you know
0: what the crazy part was. A lot of people that went to um Tridling, which is Kid Fury's Halloween Party, mm-hmm. a lot there was two people that actually dressed like I her, the Superfly video, yes, you know, the uh, Pants it. and Rain
1: video, mm-hmm. and the Baloo. I was like,
3: don't misunderstand. I, I
1: saw a couple of um a couple of babies on Instagram that went as her from Superfly really? to, to, to something. Did you so see cute. him as sexual chocolate, though? I did. I cried uh, <laughs> profusely. I, did. I cried. That was funny. I cried. He no, was no, like, somebody was like, sexual chocolate. Yes. <laughs> somebody else did it, too, but his was
3: dope.
0: It, it was. It was. It was the best of times. It was not the worst of times. Yes. Um, I think that's all I have. Actually, um, let's do a social experiment real quick. Okay. Um, I want y'all to take on two videos. I, I'm going to start doing this whenever I have guests mm-hmm. to get y'all opinion on something. I'm going to put it... A... I can't help background music. And actually, it did not pick up. Okay. Um, so that's why I had to look at the screen real quick. So we're going to listen to this clip real quick. And I want y'all's opinion on it. It's very important that y'all teach y'all
3: daughters to keep
1: their hands
3: off up boy okay you don't get a free pass to hit a boy because he's taught not to hit women if you keep putting your hands on my son sweetheart i'm gonna tell him to knock the estrogen out your hands okay understand me because you're going to talk to your mama didn't do no good talking to you didn't do no good so the next time you put your fucking hands on him and he knocks the damn estrogen out your body and the girl it's because the Okay. What
0: is y'all take on that?
1: Alright, we're knocked in the transition. Um...
0: <laughs> the transition.
2: Go! <laughs> First, the only thing that's left is testosterone. That's, that's it. That's it. Switch up the chromosomes real quick. But my thing is, what she said is correct because a lot of women think it's a free pass. A lot of women think oh, I'm going to do what I want to do because society says if you put a hand on a woman, you know, you want to get your ass beat. That entire part. Right. So, I mean, you put your hands on me, you're going to see about it. You're going to see about me, okay? <laughs> All right? So, I, I I agree. I don't really condone violence. So, but yeah. if, your ha- if you put your hands on someone, you're liable to get your ass knocked out. And I'm sorry, because I'm one. If you try me, you're going gonna to
1: get it. Yeah. A-leop. I mean, wow. I, I, I feel the same way. Only because it's like, I mean, that's like it's very reflective of like what so- <laughs> wow. what society um, has made normal as uh-huh. it pertains to the genders. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if this little girl is running around here like putting her hands on little boys all the time, I guarantee you it's because of that narrative. Like, little boys can't fight you, so she feels like she can do whatever she wants to. And it's like why should she not suffer any repercussions just because it's a boy? Right. You know? Um and then it just goes into this whole deal about oh well boys are stronger and all that stuff. Okay, well, if that's how you feel, then you should also be telling your daughter to not put her hands on boys because she don't want her ass whooped if that's how you feel. If you can step to a grown man, woman, it don't matter your
0: gender. Like even I even say this to transgender women. If you can step to a grown man and get in his face, hit him, slap him, do all these different things and think at some point that he's not going to go into defense mode and actually hit you back, mm-hmm. you're sadly mistaken. Yeah. And in that instance, I don't condone violence. I really don't. But at the end of yeah. the day, if you as a woman, in my kingdom show's voice, as a woman, <laughs> can step <laughs> to a grown ass man like you... Can knock the ch- knock the sh- the wind out of his chest mm-hmm. and think that nothing's supposed to happen to you because you're a woman. You are sadly mistaken, and that is a double standard.
2: And and it is ridiculous. And, it's, and and if he gives you a warning to stop hitting him, and to yes. get away from him,
1: yes. you keep
2: on trying,
1: you gonna get it. We'll now, see that I do like. I, I would say that I would say to men and boys to like exercise some sort of restraint just because of the dynamics mm-hmm. but if it's to the point where like you strike me and I say okay like instantly it kicks into me I don't want to fight you because you are a girl woman or whatever mm-hmm. so I'm going to warn you like right. cut it out right. like try to defuse the situation if you can but like if I tell you stop once and you keep rolling then apparently you know you, you got all the it. chaos emeralds, bitch like let's go and you, you losing it. for a bruising I mean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, let's be do, real then, about this. Because at that point, it's like whatever comes afterwards, you pretty much signed up for it. It's unfortunate, but it's true. It's, it's mm-hmm. not really. But yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like. I said I don't condone violence. I don't think right. that men should be around here just laughing around women. I just mm-hmm. that's some, that's some fuck ass yeah, shit. I don't either, but. If the woman is stepping to you like she is just all types of tough, you know, mm-hmm. willing to hit you, then that's different. You're defending yourself.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can say no,
0: <laughs> you know, look, you, look, your mama lets so now you could cuss. Back and forth. Okay, okay. So I have another one for you guys, and then I promise we're gonna go into the actual um, tread, um, the tread topic for this week. But this one actually stumbled upon me on the way here um, as I was getting ready to leave. So, uh, I think I want to play it. I'm just waiting for it to get back to the beginning because this sounds really, really um, stupid. So, are y'all ready? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Let
3: me put y'all up on game real quick, ladies. Don't let these niggas play, y'all. Don't let these niggas tell you he gonna take you on a date. And then when it's time to pay, nigga wanna pull out a fucking credit card like broke ass nigga don't take me on no date if you don't got your own cash if you don't got your own debit card don't take me on no fucking date They ain't taking me on no date I'm not your fucking credit card you taking me on a date with the fucking government cause you paying the damn government back for taking me on a damn date so that means you ain't never take me on a date Send so me, you owe me another fucking date nigga
2: go on I'm waiting
0: go cause I need someone to please elaborate on this cause y'all faces with this
2: she's oh, no one. She's nuts. Pull <laughs> <laughs> out a credit card. Shouldn't put you in a place where. Uh, let me. I'm trying to get together. No one. Uh, I'm waiting. Can, can I say how I really feel? Can, can, can go me? ahead. This is an open space. Bitch, are you stupid? In <laughs> order for him to get a fucking credit card, his credit score gotta be up. So, bitch, what you what you <laughs> fighting Okay. <laughs> Credit score is up. In order for him to get a credit card, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, a credit score, a credit card. My black ass right now can't afford one because my credit score, I I mean, baby. Realistically? uh, I mean, reality is reality. Reality? But my thing is, why should people judge you based on payment, Based on what you
1: pull out? And, Mm -hmm. huh? Babe, take it over. (laughs) Take it over. Listen, sweetheart. Um, just because you can only get approved for a rush card does not mean that you blame somebody else for taking out a credit card. Okay. Just because you are, you know, you got your good Section A going and the only piece of plastic that you rely on is your EBT does not mean that you discredit somebody else for using a credit card. You should be thankful (laughs) that somebody is putting out a piece of plastic instead of cash. I don't know what type of hood niggas, old knuckle dragging Neanderthals you used to dealing with, but um, motherfuckers don't carry cash around like that. Like, no. that, that's some old bird hood shit. Like, ah, if you ain't got no cash, don't take me on no date. You owe me another date because you ain't paid with cash, sweetheart. First of all, where are your ducats that you brought to this situation? That's what ah. I was, like, I don't understand people that do shit like that. It makes absolutely no sense to me how you are trying to dictate how. Someone treats you out to something that doesn't make sense to me. Like if I'm taking you out on a date, then if I'm paying in motherfucking um starfish and sand dollars, bitch, as long as you get paid for, you should be shutting what I like to call B fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like get the hell I don't understand people. That's no Ted. And then why are you all in my hand watching
2: me pull out what I want to pull out <laughs> Shit. I don't know what the heck it could have been, okay?
0: Bitch, he yeah. could have been pulling out an Amex card and you talking about oh, he, oh, no. first of all, there's one major fact that I need everyone to please understand. You better have excellent fucking credit to get an Amex card. First of all, <laughs> first of all
1: <laughs> first, okay. I need you to understand everything that you swipe on that Amex card, they want it back. Can't Ain't be
0: no minimum That calculus. fucking month. All that. That month. That month. Let me explain something to you. There's something she said you owe the government. I never knew that the government gave out credit cards. I never, unless we're talking about an EBT card, because what you just said makes no sense. When someone has an open line of credit, that means they have it with a bank. They have it with a loan company. How the hell does he owe the government,
1: and he owns a loan company like on a I bank? Like I said, you and your Wood Rush card can go somewhere else. Get out of here! She I clearly mean, does not understand credit or anything like that. Like that's crazy. Get out! I of mean, that. that's what she if, ain't got a man right now. Well, on, I you
0: mean, you, if you like go bank and green dot cards, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want to do. Scam yeah. and sell. Mm.
1: Get out of here!
2: You need to <laughs> use cash. You don't
1: get. Oh no! know. The devil. The Jesus.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, T-Mobile ain't one of my sponsors, so what's going on? My
3: bad.
0: No, it's fine. Actually, actually, we're going to take a break. We fill our glasses and we're going to get back with the thread. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. As always, thank you once again for listening to WRYH Podcast. Please like, rate, subscribe. Get us up in those ranks, especially with Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. I can be found on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, WRYH Podcast. And let's get back into the show.
3: And we're back.
0: So... We just had a whole key on that whole moment. <laughs> they went in for another five minutes. <laughs> uh, so, child, are y'all ready for the thread?
3: <laughs> so,
0: um, this week's episode is themed after "Will It Work." Um, most of the guys don't actually know how you guys met, so I would love to know which one of you guys will actually tell the story how you guys met.
2: Hank tells the story better than I do.
1: (laughs) Marla, go for it. (laughs) All right. So um, what happened was no stop. So uh, basically, the way the band I met, we actually followed each other on Tumblr for about three years um, before we actually met. I was in a relationship at the time that I discovered him. Actually, my ex had a crush on him, introduced me to his Tumblr, and then I kind of fell after that one, but um I we have been following each other ever since. We didn't really have much conversation uh-huh. um when we first started following each other. He doesn't remember, but I do. I found him on Facebook and we actually had a couple um conversations via Messenger. And it wasn't like it wasn't anything extreme or anything like that. It was very much small talk. Um yeah, it was small talk about his blog and stuff like that. blah blah blah. So um. Fast forward three years later. Um, I was in a relationship at the time, but I had just broken up with my boyfriend at that time. And like five to six months after I broke up with my boyfriend, um, you know I was ready to get back in the field. I'm a, what my friend would call a serial, serial monogamous dater. So. <laughs> You know. Meaning um, you can't stay safe. I I Um, (laughs) can't. It's terrible, but that's another story for another time. Anyway, so what happened was I decided that I was going to shoot my shot, which was really rare for me because I don't really approach people like that, but um, yeah, Tamil is um, the most beautiful man in the world to me. He's always been gorgeous. Um, I admired his ambition, his drive. His intelligence, his artistry, everything was awesome. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and see what happens. So I reached out to him. And where were you living at the time? Sorry to ask. I was in D.C. at the time.
0: Oh, when were you in D.C. were you at?
1: Yeah, I was living in Maryland out near College Park. That sounds like some Southern Georgia type shit. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, outskirts whatever. But um Georgia. So yeah, uh, I was in DC at the time, and mm-hmm. I reached out to him, and I think we exchanged numbers, but the communication did not kick off originally. Like, cause he was not having it; he was not trying to be a rebound at all. Like. Says, you're going too fast. You're going. <laughs> you ain't telling I, I, got <laughs> it. I
2: got this. I <laughs> got
1: no. I'm not gonna leave nothing out. So, um, yeah, like we had a very sparse conversation. It was really, it's kind of hit and miss, you know. Um, you know, I just let him know. I, I, I did tell him I was like, I do like you, um, and I would like to get to know you. I said I'm not pressuring you for a relationship or anything like that. If we become friends and that's all that happens, then cool. But. I would like to get to know you and I would like to pursue a relationship, but it is what it is. We'll take it as a time. Did I say something wrong? What time is this?
2: <laughs> I feel like you're going back and forth, like up and down, like from... Um... But I did say that to you. Well, I'm saying, okay. Let me explain from Tamayo's point of view, okay? Please, I, you, can,
1: I, can I finish my story and oh, then you can no. fill it in? No, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you let me stop. <laughs> Don't have a... Shit hell. Oh, so, oh um, Shit oh so um, yeah, so, like, I remember telling one of my best friends, um, at the time, he passed later, but oh, no. I was telling him because he knew of him as well, and I was like, I don't think it's going to work. He was like, "Why?" Well, I was like, his conversation is dry as fuck, like, See? conversation is... Not really kicking up. I don't know. I don't think this See, is going to work. In oh. this very,
0: in this very moment, we're two of the same because I promise you, I'm like the driest texter that you'll ever get in your life. <laughs> I hate it. Unless you know me, uh, you know I don't mean it. Get me on the phone. You can't shut me up.
2: Mm. Texting, I'm like the driest thing you can ever <laughs> <have from> me. <laughs> well, it's dry, too, because you... Like in the beginning, we we text, it was like messenger back and forth, but you still in a relationship, so of course it was dry, because I ain't trying to be the other 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 man, honey. And even still, I was not trying to be your rebound. I ain't trying, nah. You talking about, I just got out of, I was in a relationship three years, well, during that, was it three years? During that time, I was in a relationship, I got out of a relationship. Oh, you talking about you? Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. So, and I wasn't, in I wasn't trying to be nobody's rebound. So I was like, you know, let me take my time, whatever. See where this goes. I wasn't trying to open myself up that quick, so that's why it was dry. So, <laughs>
3: Again,
1: my it was dry. <laughs> so we've already established, anyway. So, um, long story short, the communication actually did pick up. Okay. And um, because he's very visual, we were doing video chats yeah. via Glide. Oh, um, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, not that
0: nasty Glide. No, well, I don't know about I don't you, know but we're oh, nasty. We're <laughs> we There year. is no slut shaming in here. There is no slut Shane here. I'm saying
1: we're not. We're not. We oh, didn't no, even Jack free you using free the, uh, none of that. So we ended up it got to the point where the conversation kicked up and we were like video messaging each other every day. Oh.
2: Um I love getting to know I love each
1: other more and all that stuff. And uh Yeah, well that's basically how we met. I mean, essentially Fast forward to like Christmas time of that year. This is 2014, mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't going back home for Christmas. And Bay invited me up to Jersey for right, his Christmas right. party. Yeah. Um, so I was like, "Okay, cool," you know. And I bought my bus ticket and got on ye old Mega Bus. Thank you, girl, for all your services. No longer paying you repeatedly. Um, well, yeah, because she got a lot of my money. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I came up for Christmas and the rest is history. Well, up until that point, anyway. Yeah, so
0: you, now, would you like to tell your version of events?
2: I right, so <laughs> let me explain my my story. All right, so yes, we met once, Humbler. Um, they, like, they say he's in a relationship during that time. So, you know, I'm. Like I said, I kept it cool. I kept the PG, whatever. Because I know I a part of me, I like people very quickly. And during that time, I'm like, I, I, I attach myself to people quickly. And like I said, I just got out of a relationship. Well, I haven't been in a relationship for that, I think about two years, something like that. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, yeah, it was two years because my I was dating him when I was 25. So it was 27 when I met you. Oh, Yeah, so... I vowed to myself that I was not gonna hurt myself anymore. I wasn't going to just jump into a relationship. So, um, like I said, I, I kept my distance. I'm not a texter. I don't like to text. Okay. I don't I don't like to I am I'm, I'm just not that guy. Sorry.
0: I'm a, I'm such
2: a dry texter. Yeah. I'm uh, just we not we're that here. Guy. We see each other. We right. Did. We, <laughs> right. When we see each other, we can catch up then, you know, but right. you know, but but we, you know, I started liking him whatever, um, I gave in and gave him my phone number. Okay. Some time later, um, we started conversing even more. And then, you know, I invited him for Christmas. It came on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. We met in New York, 34th Street, Herald Square.
0: I remember those postcards.
2: <laughs> um, and then from there, my attraction to him just grew even more because I seen him in person. So okay. uh, I'm just saying, like, he's in person, he's finally here and stuff like that. So um, you know, he was saying as he was telling y'all that, you know, he was like, oh, you know, not trying to pressure me into a relationship and stuff like that, and you know, on my own time we could be friends. Lies. So Oh motherfucking <laughs> lie, <bitch>. lies, bitch. <laughs> lies. This this person over here next to me was oh, like God. So I wanted to wait until February. Give me some time. You know, it was during my birthday month, so, you know, I okay. you know, made a little birthday gift to myself. Maybe it was stupid of me to think of that. But... <laughs> but my thing was, you know, just get some time to really, you know, see if I really know how things go. But he was like, you know, he wants, to, really wants to be with me and stuff like that. And uh, I kind of felt like, I, right, if I don't do this now, he's probably going to go and drink some girl. So um, the night of him going back to, uh, to Maryland... Um a Marlin. come on, Marlon. We <laughs> was in New York City. We was on 20th, 23rd Street, and um, we oh. dropped in January. Oh, twenty third. I did. Twenty third and what, girl? Twenty third and six, actually, because we just okay. came up from okay. the train Yeah, we just the a bad train from here. I was like halfway toward Chelsea. Uh huh. Uh-huh, so you got my all was with <laughs> <laughs> No,
3: no that was two,
2: yeah, That's two blocks away. Street, you're right, you're right. Okay, so, um, you know, I told him, I said, Let's make it happen, let's do this. So, January 5th, I think it was 12 a.m. or something like that, we that. and we had made it official January, January 5th. And yeah,
0: I, I remember those posters, all of a sudden, it was just like, Oh, meet Marlon. I'm
3: like, Who? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: to the scene like it's cause he invited all his friends and stuff over for this oh, Christmas party like watching people walk through the door and me being who I am like he threw this party and I'm like running around like I'm making drinks for people I'm like cleaning he up, makes up the making everything he makes food. like the best drinks go on.
3: <laughs>
0: um,
1: and I'm like making drinks for people and I could just see like you know how you meet new people and you can see and they face they're like is he? Word. And it was interesting because it wasn't just a regular who the fuck is he. Is he. It was like, Tim don't bring nobody up in here, So you gotta be something.
0: Head out this like,
1: bitch. <laughs> not even head honcho, but you gotta be like real interesting for him to even like introduce you to us. And ain't nobody ever heard of you and blah, blah, blah. It was really interesting. So,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: so my question is,
0: did it work. How long did you two take to actually well we know eventually Marlon ended up settling in New Jersey. That's mm-hmm. the whole moral of the story. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of a lot especially a lot of gays for some reason, and I can speak from personal experience, I find it better to meet someone outside of the state, outside of the area and build with them opposed to just the regular daggler from here. So my question is, as far as dating long distance, how did that work out for you guys? Do you feel like it made things stronger or do you feel like it wouldn't have worked if things were completely different? Like you're like I know it's certain people that are guarded, like I'm guarded. It takes a lot to get past this shield, honey. Okay. I not everybody gets past it, but do you feel like the distance made it better or do you feel like it made things easier?
2: If, um, I, I don't know
0: if I don't know if i it properly
2: um, it, it, it definitely made things better but there are some times where for me I there were some nights where or some days where I wanted him with me at times but you know I understood where we both were at that time you know the video chat really helped out a lot um, video messaging, FaceTime and that really helped and also knowing that um how the person feels for you cuz i knew at that time that marlon he felt some way for me you know and vice versa so things was strong i wasn't talking to no one else well before i made everything before i made everything like okay just marlon i was talking to someone else Right. Video chatting back and forth long distance. Right. But he wasn't trying to do what he was supposed to do. I'm like Marlon is making all the steps. He's coming up to Jersey. He's not making excuses. He's like, he's making trips up here to see me. He's doing everything. I'm loving everything. So, of course, you know, all my attention is on Marlon because one, like I said, every day we video chat, we text message and um he makes trips. So things work. It works. If you want it to work, it can work. Now we was only we were only four hours away. I don't know, um I don't know if a person will go any further because we was talking about this before. Mm-hmm. If you was in Chicago when I was in if I you was, was at Chicago had.
1: at the time, you said it wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. You so why wouldn't it work? Um only because that I mean only because financially it would have been even more taxing. Yes. that was really the only reason why I said that it wouldn't work that way because um, for me it worked because when you're dating somebody long distance right? Um, it really takes a lot of the pressure off of the instant desire to be physical you know we as same gender loving gay men however you want to identify um, regardless to what people want to say we fuck a lot you know and it's easy for us to get together and be in each other's faces and resort to sex sooner than we might like to Um, so there's something about the connection that you build with somebody long distance that makes things a lot better because essentially you can't default to sex mm-hmm. so it develops a longing it makes you you it forces you to get to know the person that you're trying to get to know so you literally have to become first of all you can't not be a conversationalist like you have to talk to each other right right. um that opens it up for a lot of conversations where you can talk about a lot of things like you, you you cover a lot of ground just talking to someone and getting to know them personally You know um when you're not in each other's area and day-to-day activities i can't just hop up and come see you you know my longing like that old saying absence makes the heart grow fonder is really true because what happens is you develop this very mental connection with each other right um and because um anybody that really knows anything knows that if you fuck my mind first, you really have me. (sighs) You know, so it's like, if I can talk to you, if I can relate to you, if we can laugh and chuckle and talk shit and be goofy together over the phone, Mm -hmm. then that means that when we do get together, the fireworks are even more grand because we've developed this emotional bond first. So that's really what really like boosted us up to a higher place because that time that we weren't in the same area, that's all we did. We talked every day, mm-hmm. every day, even if it was like just a good one because I got into the habit of every morning I would get up and I would send him a glide mm-hmm. in the morning and tell him good morning. I want him to have a fantastic day. I'll talk to you later. You know, and then when he would get back to me, we go back and forth. We would talk at night before bed and that would be it. Mm-hmm.
2: And then to piggyback back off you, we didn't have sex until three months later. We didn't have sex until yeah. Th- oh. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah. So. See, and that's the thing. I I there's a lot of things I can say about my ex, but there's one thing that was instilled from my ex was I'm not gonna jump in nothing if it ain't been at least 90 fucking days. I mean, I could test drive the core, you know, say it's school in <laughs> <of> the house, <laughs> but that don't mean that that's going to stick for me. And that was my actually my question: What made you guys wait three months?
2: It uh, was very intentional. Well, one, yeah, it was intentional plus the distance. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. it was the both of that.
1: And then I know for personally, for me. um I come from the school of thought that if you want different, you have to do
0: different. Yes, God. And
1: so much of my life, I would spent getting into relationships. And even before we got into a relationship, you know, we knew each other's insides already. And while I don't discriminate against that, because it can happen, you can still fall in love with somebody. Mm -hmm. For me, it was a moment of growth. And it was like... I really like this person and whatever it takes to solidify a stronger bond for us, then that's what I want to do. And I really don't want, like my whole thing was with Tim, it was like, this man has been single for three years. He has been on his own. He's done something that I've never done before. So I already admired him for his own strength to protect himself and his heart and I just didn't want to, like, I wasn't trying to rush him into shit. If I wanted to be with him, then I was going to do whatever it took. And then on top of that, like I said, it was intentional. For me, it was like, if I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life and that's what I intend to do, then I can wait to have sex with you. It's not that big a deal. And I really want us to continue to get to know each other before we get to that space. So, and plus, I'm not very sexual. I don't, I don't... I don't
2: I'm not very sexual. And so contrary maybe. to believe.
1: Yes. <laughs> contrary to popular belief. Oh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very sexual. So Marlon is a slut bucket, not Tim. <laughs> Listen, there is no
0: slut shaming here, fellas. There's no slut shaming. So, my question is. Shut up. <laughs>
2: What's
3: your stress? Oh, my goodness.
2: It's stiff. Is, that, is, that, is your hands good? No, so
3: no, no, I absolutely
0: did that. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> so, because you're not a sexual person, do you feel like the sex was better because of the connection?
2: Okay, so to help me and
1: to
2: help. To help the list to help the listeners elaborate. Okay. So
0: for some reason with same gender loving black men, especially, I can speak about us. Mm-hmm. Um we can sit here and be completely casual with men with certain men. But when you know or feel that there's a connection with another like one of your partners, this to me the sex is better. So, do you feel like when the two you finally got together and made these fireworks? <laughs> I, I, do you feel me? like? It, do you feel like it was better because the two of you already connected? Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you.
3: <laughs>
2: Listen. Yeah, it it, de- it definitely helped, and you know, the three months. A lot of people be like, "Why well, I wait three months? That is so old. That is whatever." It really helps because listen my, my train of thought is if you have just like you you, you online you know you look you looking at porn you're jacking off once you get that nut I don't know about you but your whole mind is like get this off my screen. <laughs> so, you know, so by you having sex with someone your whole frame of mind will change right? because it's like okay I not had you you know so it's nothing to look forward to and I now have sex with you, and now I'm going to move on. The connection is not going to really be there if you start off really early. It may work for some, but I know for me it wouldn't have worked. You know, you having sex right then and there, okay, bam. It may go on for a little more time. But overall, your plan is to be in a relationship with this person. You want to be there as long as you can, and, 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 and God's will, whatever. But my thing is the 90 days have really solidified... Part of our connection, get to know each other, and it just blossomed from there. Am I saying anything wrong? So, So,
0: so when it comes to anyone willing to date long distance, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them?
2: You have to be, you have to be patient. Mm -hmm. You have to not give up right then and there. You have to think of innovative ways to keep a contact, make things interesting spice Um, it up yeah you know um, just don't wait for the other person to think of anything you can think of something you know like I said the technology nowadays you can video with anybody you can send pictures to anybody you can go on Pinterest and think of and and look for quotes and you can send that you know there's different ways of keeping the person intrigued keeping the person um, knowing that they are valuable to you um, knowing that you know um, I am important, you know. Um, someday we will we'll be together, you know. And you know, it's just a lot of things you can do. Just you gotta think of ways, and you you have to pick and choose. You know, you can't. You have to. I don't know. Uh, maybe you can bounce off my balance. <laughs> <laughs> my go my, ahead,
1: brother. Um, too deep now. It's it's actually you can be even more chivalrous and romantic and you can't be in the state of someone. Yeah. Please elaborate on that. Um, because I used to do stuff like you can there is nothing more fulfilling than receiving flowers from somebody that's not even there with you. Mm. To get a surprise gift or something to do, even if it's a card to say that I'm thinking about you outside of the communication that we already have right. that's awesome. Um I didn't mean to break up your train of thought, but I didn't get no cards and no flowers while we was. No, but what you, you don't did get was a surprise distance. visit with gifts that I brought to you personally. That's right. You
2: so, see so, that's another way of killing
1: it. like i you I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> there was like one point where I just really wanted to see him and right. I had no idea that I was coming up here yeah. or anything like that. He literally like we were Lighting each other as I'm standing in line for the Megabuck. And he had no idea. So, like, I just popped up and I came My to the house. Doorbell rang. Doorbell rang. He was up here, like, doing his hair or something. And he I comes downstairs that. and the look on his face when he opened the door and saw me I would cried. Like cried. I would i such I would have everything <laughs> to me. And he was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, and just for us to have a weekend together, and just have fun. I brought him some gifts. I know he's really into skincare and stuff like that. like hey. some lotions some soaps and I, yes, all types of stuff. But like stuff like that, like Dating someone long distance, it's it really pushes you to the limit of being creative in how you interact and show somebody that you care. And again, it goes back to that whole getting into each other's minds first and developing this emotional bond. Right. It really, really makes a world of a fucking difference because essentially what you what you're doing is I have if I want to make this work, I gotta make this work. I gotta keep him interested because. And he could be out and doing whatever he's doing or whatever, and run into Child. somebody that could take that take that attention immediately. Gotta, I'm and if I want to keep him, then I gotta do what I gotta do. I
0: am so glad you just said that because I promise you, I have a d d with dudes. <laughs> I have a d mother loving d with dudes because I despise the logic of you did all of this to get me and now all of a sudden you want to get boring and comfortable. Mm. I have ADT. ADD. <laughs>
3: A-D-D.
0: <laughs> A-D-D. <laughs> if you don't do the same things that you did before now, and I'm expecting the same thing, but I, I'm following the same standard,
1: why did you get comfortable? Yeah. I mean, well, because essentially what happens is like you have to think about it go on. we are oh, damn. taught societally <laughs> like it's a lot of what we are taught coming up when it comes to building relationships with people mm-hmm. is the thrill of the chase we're taught to romance people we're taught to send flowers go out on dates all this other stuff get real creative and then when you got them you got them so there's no we're, we're not taught about what to do once you get in the relationship mm-hmm. so of course a lot of people get to that point where now that I got you what's next right you know so it's (laughs) like if you and you know all of these cliche start talking out and popping out and stuff like that it's like we gotta do the same thing you were doing to get me when you get me like you have to evolve past that and the reality of the matter is that when you're in love with somebody and you get into a relationship like it should only get better from there Sure, we get to a point where we get comfortable with each other and there's even moments of complacency and things like that where you just get comfortable and mm-hmm. things are just the way that they are. Mm-hmm. But at that point, you have to be like, yo, again, we can't just exist. We gotta do some shit to keep each other interested because when you enter long terms, like we're gonna go, we'll be together for four years next January. Yeah. This coming January. This coming ew <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff you've been doing the comfort, the comfort zones and our, well, our honeymoon stage did last for a long time it did <laughs> it, did. It, it did. did it lasted for a long time but like we even up until now like we still are we st- Bay is really big on researching things and finding new things for us to do to make it interesting between us new conversations and stuff like that um, I would admit that it I, I fell into that same logic where it's like we got together and honeymoon phase lasted for a little bit longer. But after a while, it was like, I didn't know what to do. And, you know, I, I'm big on gifts and stuff like that. But I am even myself looking for new ways to engage my partner, to make him smile more, to change it up and things like that. Like yes, I also, You know, like my thing has always been because of the way I was raised, I watched my father and my mother I cook all the time. I I, I oh, show you I love you through my food. Let so... me tell. Let
0: me told y'all something real quick. Let me tell y'all something. If it's one thing I know where Tim's about to go with this. Mm. If I this Marlon can cook his ass off. <laughs> matter of <laughs> fact, I have to get credit with two. This man could cook his ass off.
1: Wait, matter <laughs>
2: Tonight. i do chill on though. But my thing is, when you come, when, talk about the complacency and when you like what to do next. Mm-hmm. Like I said, even in long distance, you can always think of something. Money does not always have to be the equation to Absolutely. have a real time. Um, and if I bring out my credit card, we're going to have a real time. <laughs> <laughs> um it was some time ago yeah um you know cause i knew i know things are going on and you know with the day-to-day lives we go to work we come home that's it we, we go to work come home eat sleep get up and do the same thing over and over again right and right now we're trying to save up to move so my thing is it's like all right he got his obligations i have my obligations you know, I thought, of, I thought of going to the park one day. I was like, you know, let's go. I had my bike. They bought me a bike for my birthday, but yeah. he doesn't have a bike. So I went, you know, I was like, let's rent a bike. Let's ride down to Liberty State Park. Okay. I packed my book bag with some stuff he didn't even know what was, you know, in. Uh, we get there. We talk. Um, I pull out this blanket, put it on the grass. I pull out some index cards, sort of different topics to talk about. Then next you know, pull out some paint, <laughs> paint can, uh, canvas, paint brushes. You know, just a just the smallest thing counts. And yeah. that day really solidified everything. Like being in this relationship is, child. Listen, being in any type of relationship is not easy. Ain't it's not easy. Ain't. And I don't want people to think like, okay, once you hit them hard, roles like to give up. I used to be this. But, you know, through fight and through growth (laughs) and maturity, you know, things can take you further. further,
0: further. Yeah, I think with me, it's more of the newness is what I'm addicted to. What's the newness? Meaning when you, you know, when you get to know somebody, right, when you Um, get to know somebody, y'all court and all the other stuff. And then. I guess it was me in my 20s
3: uh,
0: is how I'm speaking now. It's more so. I was used to the guy, like getting the guy Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden everything is fine. Like I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to be fine Mm -hmm. and not realizing that there's work that has to go in between to keep the guy. Mm -hmm. We're always taught with, especially with lovers, whether you're a man or you're a woman, how to keep the person that you're with. We're not taught. We're taught how to get them. We're not taught how to keep
1: then, um, just mm, yeah. listen, listen, that's what I, I, that's what I affectionately call the happily ever after syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, in every fairy tale and every romance we've seen from the minute we were born into this world up until now, we are given these visuals of the romance and the up and down and the ebb and flows of getting the person, and then when you get them. They ride off into the sunset, and then the happily ever after comes across the screen and finito. But what they don't show you is when we get to the house, and the first time somebody leave their socks on the floor, and you're ready to lop their fucking head off. What do you do then? Like yeah. it, there is work to be done in relationships. You can't think that it's all about the conquest. If you, and that's where a lot of people fall short when it comes to relationships. Like everybody want to be in one, but only ten percent really want to do the work. Get out of my keep in mind. No, it's the truth though. Continue. It. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's the and like, it, it, it really like it kills me because like you can be online, and I, I swear you scroll through your timeline, yeah. and eighty five percent of people are out here talking about how lonely they are, and they ain't got no boo, they ain't got mm-hmm. no bay, they want a man, blah blah blah, all this other. I got all of that shit, and it's like. I look at these people and I go, if you had one, you probably wouldn't know what to do with it. Tell it to that. A lot of, like, <laughs> a lot of the issues that we have and something that I learned being in my relationship with my partner is that a lot of us are not taking the time to face ourselves mm-hmm. and love ourselves before we try to love somebody else. Right? I know. Yeah. Depending on Other people to dictate our happiness, and that's not the way that it goes. Like if you are out here searching for someone to validate you and to make you happy, you're going to fail every time. Like you really have to be like we gotta be real with ourselves first, and like really like put all the shit on the table and be like, yo, I ain't shit when it comes to this. I'm selfish. Come um, on. I know that I can be manipulative. Come um, on, Jesus. I know that I get bored. Like, whatever the fuck it is, you gotta be real with yourself first. So that way, when it comes down to you finding someone to date, not only can you, and I hate when people come up with these fucking laundry lists of what they want, and they're not coming but like when it comes he to... You got to have a 401k. You know.
0: You
2: better he got to have
0: anything you. with a
2: credit card. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to have a credit score of at least a 700 or better. You Why got you walk swipe around swipe the with of, like, How do you expect so much? And you put out so, so little. little. Right. It don't work like that.
1: So when, when you have the ability to actually come to the table, loving yourself and knowing who you are as a person, and then on top of that, this is something that I've been... Um, I've been um, someone that that carries the same type of trait where a lot of people don't really know what they want. They're going off of what they see in other Mm -hmm. people and bagels and all this other shit. Like, y'all don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You know, you don't know what's going on in people's relationships because the way this shit go today, like, people can show you whatever the fuck they want to. Uh And they can be beating each other's ass, stealing each other's information, like, it could be something totally different behind.
2: It. But that ain't us, though. We it's not. It's
1: this for not the us. record. That's this, not, it's us. not us.
0: For the record. <laughs> for the record, ladies and gentlemen. See, that's the thing. A lot of a lot of people idolize these couples, and I've seen firsthand what some of them motherfuckers actually look like outside the camera and some (laughs) of the shit that they deal with outside outside of of that filter outside of Instagram Uh a lot of people will idolize couples and be like oh this is gold this is gold bitch how do you know him they look good for a picture Mm -hmm. you don't have to deal with this person after that picture is taken exactly you don't know what kind of shit they got going on inside their head Mm -hmm. You don't know if this person could be an abuser. You don't know none of this, but you're going off of a picture. And it's like, how do you know this man knows what to do to keep you? How do you know this man knows to keep a surprise going? How to keep you happy, keep you in line. And it's just like people think, oh, to keep you happy. Oh, let I me mean just bringing a third person. No, bitch. Yes, you can bring in a whole another third person, but you can open up Pandora's motherfucking box okay, if a, you do. That's, another, then, topic.
1: that's, you know, that's another topic. That's, that's another topic for another podcast show. But like I, I will say this. Um while I don't like discredit how it feels or what it's like to see people in love and be inspired by that. Right. That's fine and dandy. But what I would say to people as it pertains to, like, getting in relationships and and getting a partner and all this other shit. The most important bond in your relationship is the happiness between you and your partner. You and your partner have to build the relationship that works for you, too. Whatever that means, it can't look like me and Tamel, it can't look like anybody else. It should look like you and your partner. And don't worry about what what other people have to say means less than nothing, because they're not in the relationship. It's you and your partner. So what works for y'all and makes y'all happy and continues to push your relationships to the next level is most important. Stop looking for other people to tell you what your relationship should look sure. like, because it don't work like that. Like. If y'all get together and you know that, oh, every six months we need a break from each other and then we can come back 30 days later, if that works for you, that works for you. Like, whatever works for you and your partner is about you and your partner. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Can we please establish something? Sure.
0: Breaks are immature. (laughs) Who's immature? Breaks. Like breaks in a relationship. Oh, uh-huh. I'm sorry, I did that shit before. Okay, and a month later, I was already headset on leaving the motherfucker.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me explain something to you. <laughs> I hate when people say, "Oh, we're just on a little break," you know? No, you don't know because at the end of the day, those breaks are designed to break the two of you up. Mm. So you can sit here, and I want to say about two, two to four weeks later you're ready to move on with your life. If the more time that you spend away from that person, the more that you become independent without that person and you detach yourself. I'm the type of person, if I'm ready to end the shit, I'm going to emotionally break up with you first. Mm. That's just how I am. I'm going to emotionally break up with you first so that way when it actually happens, I have no feelings until well after it's done. Mm. And then that's just how I roll. But the one thing I can't stand is when we romanticize couple pictures. Mm. It uh, it infuriates me because I'm like, you don't know these people. You don't know them from a can of paint. And sometimes the, even the people they post as, as couple goals, they broke up three months ago. They broke up six months ago. They broke up over a year ago. Why do you sell these pictures? And my
2: thing is with the breaks, um, if, you know, there ain't no breaks going on between us. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, I'm just kidding kidding. but my thing is, y'all for people who, because it may it didn't work for you, but it may work for others right, based on if y'all talk about the reasons why you're on a break, then things could be easy, if you're talking about, okay let's have a break, because this is not working out, or blah 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 I need to see, you know, what's going on for me, or whatever I think it's based on the conversation prior to the break Right. Because it, it, things could come back together, you know, but I think it's prior, the conversation prior to it. And as far as, you know, people looking at us, it's it's fun. It's nice to look at other people and say, oh, my gosh, I want that type of love and everything. It's and, so unrealistic. And, and again, <laughs> being rhetorical, A lot of people don't know what's going on, but some people have to find out for themselves you know what it's like you know it's not always perfect picture because like I said there are times where Marlon and I will take a picture and a couple of days later we can go we can be going through something or prior to that picture we was going through something and I posted that picture or I posted the picture but we taking that picture a long time ago and I'm just not posting it but I'm feeling some type of weight today I'm feeling depressed I'm feeling like you don't know what that person mindset is in when they post that picture or when they're taking that picture. Just because you smile doesn't mean that everything is okay. And I am so sorry. glad
0: you just brought that up. Oh um, child. We are going we yeah. have elaborated enough. Do we go over time? Not necessarily. I think this is the <laughs> longest episode I've had thus far, Cheryl. <laughs> oh, um, <having> okay. <laughs> uh, let's go into the ultimate selfie, which I call the self-care tip. Now, before all this took place, I actually decided to... Pass the care tip like I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I passed it actually this week on to Tim and Marlon. Um, what a lot of you guys don't know is behind the scenes, they actually do a lot of self care work. Um, and I'm actually going to let them give you their tips on how they keep themselves mentally healthy.
2: Go ahead, because you, You're
0: very good with that. Mm, yes, God. So, come
1: on now. So many. Um, Just to preface whatever I'm going to say, because it, it's a lot of shit rolling through my leg. I'm trying to like figure out what I want to say. But come on, take uh, your uh, <laughs> <back>, time, <though>. man. <laughs> no, hey, do too much um, time now. Right. No, no, no right, not I too need much. A just a, right, a <laughs> But self care is so 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 very important. Like, we have to be happy with ourselves. Come on, in order to be happy with. Yes. Not just other people, but you really have to be happy and centered in who you are. Um, a lot of things that I do for self-care, um, some of them revolve around my faith. I'm a Buddhist. So I've been practicing Nichiren Buddhism for people, about, right. um, yes, about eight years now. Okay. So chanting definitely helps me. Um, self-care for me. Also, I'm a poet, so I write. Yes. For my self-care, um, when I'm feeling something, getting things out on paper. And uh, another self-care tip, which is something that I'm doing right now, is social media sabbaticals. Listen, I am really big on energy. What's the sabbatical for some folks? Yes, uh, Lord, for the folks, sabbatical. For the folks in the back, log off, delete it from your phone, and don't go back an
0: extended period. This does not just mean Facebook, and Instagram, and
1: Twitter. As they hit me too last night, because we're in the middle of like a self-care challenge right now. Yeah. Um, And one of the days was about taking a social media sabbatical. Day six, might I add. And yes. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, oh, well, I can not get on YouTube today. And I was like, YouTube? It's, like, it's considered social media. People mm-hmm. leave comments, it's commentary, yeah. it's news. I was I'm like, sorry. damn, you right. Mm-hmm. So That is really big to me because social media is addictive. It is. And when it comes to energy, energy is transferable. Like you can't get rid of it. It only transfers back and forth. Mm -hmm. We go through timelines and I can't tell you how many times some days you can come across 15 posts about death. Um, Facebook, chat. People arguing, uh, fights, mm. uh, drama, and all this other stuff. Like, you have to be very um, cognitive about what you consume energetically. Mm-hmm. And for me, it gets very, very overbearing. And then, though I'm not a very addictive person, I realize that I am addicted to social media. Yeah. Because it like the way that life is right now, it came to a point where like I wake up, we all like 95% of us grab our phone first. Mm-hmm. And then you're scrolling all day. Whenever there's downtime, you're scrolling, you're looking through stuff, you're checking up. And it's like, it's really unnecessary. And I found myself not focusing. I would lose focus. There are a lot of things that I want to do that a lot of goals that I'm trying to achieve and I can't meet them because I'm so, so ingrained in social media. So I took a social media sabbatical. I deleted all social media off of my phone. I'm not going back to it. I'm not looking at it. And and in a week and a half time, my whole world has opened up. I've done some things differently. We've been going to bed earlier. I've been waking up earlier. I've been chanting more. I've been able to do a little bit more reading. I've been going back to the gym. So log off. Okay. long the fuck off okay. and you you would be amazed at what you can get accomplished by leaving social media but this is
2: not your first time doing it. So, this this uh, is like a s- sort of force since I know you so how long does it take you to you know how long before you can log back into social
1: media um it's really left up to the person there was one point where in my relationship before Tim and I got together mm-hmm. um um I took a social media sabbatical because it was something that my partner and I did together. I didn't realize at the time that that was an emotional power move, but I digress. That's not the you know there. Not there. Okay. I wasn't on social media for about two and a half years. Oh. Um, and while there were consequences that came with that, I do realize that I gained a lot of control over my life, I was very dedicated to the gym. I did a lot more reading. How long Jesus. Um, I look back on that and like it was some bad shit that came with it, but the good shit, like I was really focused then, and there was not a lot that I could not do. So yeah, I've been. But as far as how long it takes or how long you should take, that's up to you. You know, at your discretion. At your discretion. But the longer, the better. Um, because you're able to get into and do the things that you want to do. If there are goals that you have set for yourself, set a goal for yourself, meet your goals, and see how you feel. Because I guarantee you, once you get rid of it, you will find out how much you really don't miss it. You don't. You really don't. Like, you, you think you're going to go crazy, but, like, child, to not be connected to the world like that for extended periods of time, is, uh, it's, like, it's amazing.
2: Especially now today because of a lot of stuff within. Even news is considered social media, you know? Mm. So I read a lot of the news and sometimes I have to like... Next article. Yeah, I have to get off of it. But also just finding out more things about yourself. You get lost in the world and you forget yourself. This is very true. There are times where we was... was During our date, we had to write about what are some things that... I forgot the question, but would you like? What do you like about yourself, or what have you accomplished? And for me, it's hard to answer question to answer that question because I'm I'm a modest person. Contrary to belief, I'm a very modest person, and I don't really very reserved. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. It's hard to answer that question. What have you accomplished? What are you proud of? What I mean it's, I don't. Oh, that was a bomb at
1: like, date, y'all. Y'all should do that. <laughs>
2: like,
0: maybe it's... I'm sorry,
2: Marla. Maybe it's
0: me, because I hate those types of questions. Um, for me, what I've done more of, especially since, I, like I told you guys, I dealt with... This year has been a lot of death for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this year alone, I've dealt with four deaths. And three of them have been personal. Mm -hmm. Um, I just found out one of the people that I actually felt comfortable in the community with, um, I found out that he passed today. And it's just sometimes like taking that time out to actually not just say, I'm going to pray for you, but actually
2: to pray. Come on. And reach out.
0: And reach out and touch. (laughs) Like sometimes it's just like understanding that in order to be the change that you want to see, you actually have to change. So, it's more of, I felt the need today more than ever to pray. Mm -hmm. um, Because I was just like, I've dealt with, I'm 31 and a half next month. But I've dealt with more death this year than I've dealt with in like even my 20s. And I'm Mm -hmm. 31. So, it's more so taking the time to actually not just be religious, but be spiritual. Mm -hmm. So... So okay. Sometimes you just gotta understand you have to center yourself, get back into it. Um, especially now that I deal with a lot more anxiety, I found time to try and center, try and find time to meditate. Even when I'm at work child, I'll meditate. I don't mm-hmm. care where I'm at, I will meditate. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. So it's just taking the time out to actually care for yourself, not just say it, but do it. Yeah. And sometimes it requires taking time out your day just to care for yourself. To be able to deal with the next chapter. Like, it was this special I was watching on Netflix, and it was actually some more. And she was going through the different ages in life. Yes, you do. Um, and she talked about the 20s, she skipped over 30, she did 40 and 50, but she said 30 is when you deal with the most shit. She said bills left and right, people dying. And you just deal with a lot in your 30s. And then the one thing that you realize in your 30s that is like really, really fundamental. What is that? It ain't all about you. Okay. Listen. You really discover in your 30s, yes. it is not all about yes. you. Yes. It is one of the realest testaments of the 30s I've ever heard. You really discover in your 30s, and I'm 31, I'm still early 30s, it's not all about you. Life goes on outside of Let's you. See.
1: When people tell you about your 30s being like, okay, so. <laughs> Child, come on. Okay. Come okay. on. I'm to, come I'm on, just, man. I'm so it's like, y'all just don't understand. Okay, so um, your 30th birthday is really the age of maturity. Um, I cried for 30. 30.
0: I did. I cried in the bathroom One thirty. Listen, 30... I, I, I'm a sentimental person. A lot of y'all might not know this, but I'm very sentimental. I cried the smallest shit.
1: Go <laughs> on. Um, so 30, astrologically, is called your Saturn return because it takes Saturn 30 years to revolve around the sun. You've been listening um, to Naya. So...
0: Oh, I forgot to have the music segment, but so... oh, we're going to talk.
1: <laughs> um, 30 is actually an age of maturity. So when people tell you when you turn 30, you feel like a light bulb comes on literally because what people don't realize like we we've been conditioned to like really look forward to 21 Mm -hmm. because when you're 21 you quote unquote grown Mm -hmm. i'm here to tell you you're not Mm. still a fucking child Mm. you have not learned you have not seen anything your 20s are literally if i would have known in my 20s that my 20s were for me to experience and fuck up I would have done more fucking up. Yeah. Word. Because when 30 get here, it's like it's no time. No game. No I don't know about like anybody else. But my twenties took forever. Mind it. And the minute I turned 30, <laughs> I looked up and I was 36. Oh shit. Yeah. like it's it's real and you you learn so much more about yourself, you become so much more mature. And like I love what you said, like it's not all about you like you become nice. you understand that the world is literally going on around you and you have to find ways to make it work for you cuz like at 30 i started like realizing like it's certain people i just don't wanna fuck with no more it's certain things that I won't stand for anymore. Certain niggas that ain't worth my time. All of that. Like, <laughs> all of that shit. And, like, I, I'm so grateful for my 30s because I've learned so much. And the bitches ain't over yet, but they almost over. Like, you in your mid 30s, man. Listen, 36. Child, before he turned 36, he was going through it. I, I wow. really was because, like, I got to this point where it was like, what have I done with my life? What do I have to show for all these years I've been on this earth? Besides struggling. And you know, and and besides struggling, like I got to this point where it was like, I I was depressed. I was fucked up because I felt like because my 30s are going so fucking fast, like damn, they don't be over. And then when I get to 40, bitch, and listen, we all know as gay men, uh, listen. First of all, I don't know why you little motherfuckers think this is so. What? But thirty is not old. First of all, it's not. Come on, because you, wanted, you, old you want a
2: uh, "quote unquote" thirty-something-year-old man. Okay, exactly. Thirty is not old.
1: Especially okay. the new twenty. Um, uh, but I wouldn't go that far. It really is, but yeah. like, is like you, you, you really begin to live at thirty. But like because. As gay men, we age so much more quickly because of how we navigate through life. Like, you gotta think about it. Like, most of us, there are the majority of us that know. Excuse me about our preferences as, as, at, at a young age, and then mm-hmm. once we hit our teenage years and we begin to explore more, we begin to do things that are beyond those years. We mm-hmm. begin to go out and we're sixteen. We begin right. to learn more about the world. We begin to drink more. We begin to do a lot of shit way earlier. So of course, once you get up in thirties, of course you look fucking old because, as it pertains to the socialite quote-unquote side of being gay, you've pretty much done it all by 30, you know? You and 30s, and then it's like, now you're going on cruises and traveling and going to other places, but like, in your 20s, you did all that going to the club and doing all that other shit, but it's like, man, long story short, uh, 30s are real as uh, fuck.
2: But to reiterate, I'm talking I don't know if we're going over time, well, I don't have a stop clock on the but <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing is like people like you were just referencing some more about, you know, it ain't all about you. It show sure ain't. It's not. But don't forget about yourself. <clears throat> <Because clears throat> once you do, you're gonna to start to regret about all the things that you have not accomplished. Yes. All Come on. the things that are oh, you know, you're gonna the same as and not and, and I'm not like I'm referencing from your story because please do. Because
1: that's <laughs> Because, yes. you, say yes. that right because now. you cannot
2: forget yourself and you always can't think about, you know, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. Think about the positive. That ass is still here. You're still living. Come on, Jesus. This world today, Real. you can go outside and get shot. You could be sitting in your home and get shot. You can, anything could happen. You could be at a bar and get shot up. Child, Just, Thousand Oaks. Like, come on. Like, so my thing is, you have to think about the positive things. I know. For me, I'm 31. About to be 32. A couple we about months. the same. We the same age. Tim is a couple months older than me. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but who looks older? But I'm not, I, <laughs> you better jump. You better jump. <laughs> but my thing is, you look great. You look great. You look great. You look, my thank you. Look, think, yeah. Okay, your hair still stiff, but you know you're still <good>. <laughs> accomplish and all that other type of stuff. I'm HIV positive, baby. For me to make it here over 11, like going on 12 years soon, and to not give up, and during those times I wanted to give up, and thinking about, you know, um, I could have had my college degree, I could have had all those other type of things, you'll get stuck and you will not go far if you keep so banking real. and thinking about those things. So, so you have so to think honest. about the positive and like I said, it's not all about us but don't forget yourself because when those questions, when someone asks you, what are some things that are good about you? What have mm. you accomplished? Oh. What, What? you know, and you get stuck because you don't know because you're thinking about all the negative. Think about the positive Yo. things and those little, po- even if it's something small, it will get you further. Okay. And that's what I have to keep telling myself. That's what we have to keep telling other people. And that's what we need to instill. Because we, just like we say, you know, society teaches how to get a person. But when we get the person, how do we go first? So when it comes down to ourselves, okay. how do we get to ourselves? How do we love ourselves? How do we think about the positive? How do we let go of the negatives? So when we get there, we can go, we can flourish. You know we can not just, we can solo and you. not with another person. Okay. Go on. Okay, that's it. I'm getting too deep now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm facts
1: is spitting the word today,
2: y'all. Okay. Because that's where the connection plays. I'm saying. <laughs> Gotta
0: stop my show now. Okay. Sure. I would love to say at that point that we are done. Do you guys have any closing remarks?
2: I don't want it to be done. I'm having fun. (laughs) Well, we're going to have fun
0: again, and I believe the next time that we come, I'm going to come with the Red Cup Society. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. So, with that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in to WRYE Podcast. I am Lonnie, and Guys have been nothing but gracious hosts. Thank me. Thank you.
3: Thank you guys so much. And until next week, see you then. Peace out. See Peace.